Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I will be joined by Levi Edwards, a digital reporter from the Las Vegas Raiders. He's going to break down the hires of Josh McDaniels, as well as Dave Ziegler with me, the new general manager of the Raiders. But first, before I get into that, I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And also, we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. All right, I have to get into this before before I get into the interview with Levi because it's been just fire across the NFL since Brian Flores came forward about these allegations and the lawsuit that is going forward, uh, finding out that Brian Dable, the new head coach of the New York Giants, was actually already in place and hired by the Giants brass before he went to go interview with them. So, uh, again, his interview appearing to be a sham, uh, just to make sure that they fulfilled what the Rooney rule says that they need to do in terms of hiring and having candidates that are of color and diverse uh, in the mix before they officially announce Brian Dable as their head coach. So... Uh, those texts uh, were part of this lawsuit as well as a part about Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, saying that and allegating that Stephen Ross told Brian Flores that he would give him $100,000 if he basically tanked, if he lost. And all of those things that come together are just... Uh, there's a lot here that needs to be addressed. And starting with just if it's true that Flores was offered $100,000 per loss in 2019. That is something that within itself is a major scandal. That would mean that somebody with influence, somebody that can have a direct outcome in the game is is fixing the outcome of a game. Now, I listened to KJ Wright appear on a show earlier, Zach, Zach Glub's show. And KJ Wright said, if that were a player, then that person would not only be banned from the NFL, but most likely that his generations after him would never be allowed to play. And the fact that Stephen Ross is still in charge of a team, that team needs to go up for ownership right now. And he needs to be relieved of his duties. That's my my take on that. And if that is all true and there is proof of everything that's happened there. Now, in regards to the Rooney Rule, I think, first of all, that the Rooney Rule, which came around in 2003, shouldn't even have to be a thing in this day and age, but it is. And it's unfortunate that that is the case, but there are still not enough people of color in positions of seniority with NFL teams. I think it is deplorable that there is not enough diversity among the NFL right now in positions, senior positions, head coach positions. It's just a shame. And you look back at what Al Davis did 
in his time hiring you know, just a second Latino coach in the NFL and Tom Flores, hiring the first African-American coach in the modern NFL era in Art Shell, having the first female CEO in Amy Trask, all of those things that Al Davis did, and it still really hasn't been replicated by other teams. It still isn't prevalent along other teams. And you feel like it should be. It should be. You should be looking at candidates who have the right skills to be able to direct a team, to own a team, to manage a team. They're out there. Those people are out there and they need to be given the same chances as anybody else to be able to hold a position and not just to have an opportunity to interview that isn't real. That within itself is a shame. And I'm seeing Brian Flores do all of this and put himself out there. A lot of people are asking, why? Well, if he doesn't, who else is going to? Who's going to open up this can of worms? Who's going to go into that rabbit hole? Who's going to dig out more of what's happening? Because Hugh Jackson certainly spoke up saying that he was also paid to tank with the Cleveland Browns back when he was the coach there. So this goes beyond just what Brian Flores has said. And it's massive, huge, huge that Brian Flores has brought this forward because if he doesn't, who else is going to say it? Now, the NFL has already been pretty much dismissive of his claims, but this needs to be looked into further. It needs to have more people come forward. There needs to be somebody that can help with the change here. And Brian Flores, for what it's worth, probably won't get another job in the NFL, period. He has put himself out there and he has said all of this with probable outcome being that he will never be able to coach in the NFL again. He's given up his career for the sake of saying the truth. And that goes a very, very long way. Now, we'll find out more. And I'm sure Ed Graney, Adam Hill will follow up some more on this and discuss it in their podcast and Sportsman Like Conduct. And if not, keep tuned to LVRJ.com as I'm sure we will have more as everything develops on this story on lvrj.com. All right, everybody. So if you didn't already hit subscribe, keep up with us here at Vegas Nation. But now I'm going to get into this interview with Levi Edwards from the Raiders. He's a digital reporter there. And we started talking about the hires of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. Joining me on the show, I have Levi Edwards, a digital reporter for your Las Vegas Raiders. And we're going to talk all about the new hire, the front office, what it means with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler now working as the general manager and head coach of this team. But first, I want to remind everybody before we jump into all of that to hit subscribe wherever you are listening and also check out all the work that we're doing on VegasNation.com. We are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. All right, Levi. Let's break this down here. Big day for the Raiders on Monday when Josh McDaniels was officially announced as the head coach, uh, just preceding him on Sunday. Dave Ziegler was announced officially by the team as the general manager. We heard from Mark Davis. We heard how he had searched for somebody uh, that wanted to work with a particular head coach and vice versa with asking the head coach who they'd want as the general manager of this team. And it turns out that Ziegler and McDaniels were the combo that seemed to work best. What is it that you think first about Dave Ziegler that really makes him a good fit for this Raiders team? Uh, well, just off of my initial 
thoughts and initial conversations with Dave Ziegler and just uh, meeting him. He definitely seems like a very personable guy. He seems like a person that will be able to deal with different personalities and be able to different, different people of different backgrounds. And that's what is very important for you to be able to be able to do and decipher when you are a general manager, especially with the amount of people that you'll have to deal with and a scout and evaluate to make sure that your team is the perfect fit. And I feel like he has a history of doing that uh, within the scouting department with New England uh, as the de facto general manager last year of having a very decent draft of being able to get the guys that he was able to get with uh, drafting Mac Jones to come in as a rookie quarterback and get them to the playoffs. So I feel like he's done a good job with a couple of the guys that that scouting department has been able to hit on with Mac Jones and Damian Harris and getting JC Jackson's undrafted free agent. Yeah. So he definitely has that prior experience of being able to find a, a knack for talent for sure. And then hand in hand, you have these two John Carroll University alums that have known each other as teammates from way back when Josh McDaniels comes into the fold. And he actually gave Ziggler his first uh, general, I mean, excuse me, his first job in the NFL working with the Broncos. So what do you think, uh, uh, first of all, about their relationship and what makes it work? Really just uh, familiarity and comfort. It's crazy just uh, over the past uh, couple of days or week, you know, how many people you do your research and you figure out like, man, like John Carroll is an NFL pipeline, with just how many people have come from there and succeeded in the NFL, including these two guys who've been college roommates, been college teammates together. And they've really have that sort of comfort level with each other. And they're they're genuine, they're genuine friends. And that's the thing where when you bring in a head coach and a general manager into a situation like this, you just kind of take two people that may or may not know each other very well and hope that they can find some sort of common ground to make the right decisions. But with this two, with these two guys, they have done that dating back all the way to 2009 with the Broncos or 2010, uh, my excuse. So it's one of those things where they know each other and they have a proven track record. So it's really, honestly, them just doing the same thing they've been doing for a very long time on a grander scale in a new place. And Josh McDaniels, what were your first impressions of seeing him uh, first in the news conference and then kind of meeting with all of the media one-on-one? Because I feel like a lot of what I saw out of him was levity, a lot of looseness. And that's something I don't feel like I ever remember really seeing from him in the past. What did you make of just his demeanor on Monday coming into the news conference and how he was uh, reacting to all of uh, the media and the questions and things thrown at him? I wasn't particularly surprised. I, I feel like he handled everything very well when it comes to how Lucy was and the way that he handled everything and just how open and how very happy and nice he was. I think it's one of those things where a lot of people, kind of associate him with the Patriots way, obviously, because he was with the Patriots for nearly 20 years. And so a lot of people are going to have these misconceptions about who they believe Josh McDaniels is based upon where he came from and what he did with the Patriots and who he was with the Patriots. And I feel like this is a great opportunity for him to come somewhere and have a new start and build his own culture, not just have an extenuation of everything he did with the Patriots. And of course, he'll bring a lot of those things with him that he learned 
in New England that he learned with Bill Belichick. He'll bring a lot of those things with him to New England, but at, with him from New England, but at the same time, this is his way of being able to be like, this is, I'm not Bill Belichick 2.0. I'm not, yeah. you know, Tom Brady's old coach. Like I'm not, you know, all that stuff like is great. And I'm, I'm glad I have it on my resume, but this is my opportunity to show like, this is who I really am. This is how I get things done, especially with the fact that things didn't go as well as he would have liked it the first time around in Denver. So this is his next opportunity to really show like I can build my own culture. I can do my own thing and I can kind of separate myself from whatever anybody believes that I was or am in new England. I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, he actually even said to everybody on Monday that he, uh, admits to having failed when he was a head coach the first time around, how does he change things around with the Raiders? He's such a brilliant, I think, offensive mind when it comes down to it. And we've seen what he does with quarterbacks. What do you see as the template, the lay down for what an offense with the Raiders could look like under Josh McDaniels? Well, when it comes to what Josh McDaniels wants to do, it all starts with the guy that he has leading the team, and that's Derek Carr. He comes into a team that has Derek Carr coming off a 10-win season uh, who did a lot with what he had. And when you look at the history of McDaniels and what he's been able to do with quarterbacks, you look at Tom Brady, and of course Tom Brady is the GOAT, seven Super Bowl rings, all-time passing leader, all-time passing touchdown leader, all that stuff. But when you look after Tom Brady, Derek Carr is arguably the second most accomplished quarterback that Josh McDaniels will have ever coached or in, in his NFL career by far. So you take this guy who has had success and wants more success and you kind of take what you know and your experience of dealing with quarterbacks and you bring it to someone who is proven and I feel like a lot of great things can be done with him coaching Derek Carr with him bringing in his way of systems and the way that he's been able to coach up quarterbacks and get them to play on a whole another level than what even many people would have thought that they would have been capable to play at and you look at Derek Carr and he's top five in passing yards Mm -hmm. this previous season and I feel with them being able to kind of bring in some more help uh, just around the edges, you know, with the wide receiver position and doing certain things and also getting the most out of a two tight end situation with Darren Waller as well as Foster Moreau. That's something that uh, you saw a lot of in New England yeah. uh, that had a lot of success in New England. You know, they got in the Super Bowls with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez and so on and so forth. And so uh, and they had the same amount of success uh, this previous year with Mac Jones and the two tight end with uh with Smith as well. And so I I feel that they are very capable of doing great things within that offense, but it all starts with Derek Carr and how much Daniels can really get out of Carr and really be able to get him to bond to his system and coach him up to being on a even higher level than what he's already shown he can be at. That is a fantastic place for us to take a break. We'll pick it up here right after we hear a word from our sponsors and break down more of what the coaching hires mean for the Las Vegas Raiders with Levi Edwards, the digital reporter for the team. (laughs) Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. 
Well, I was thinking about trading car, but it's uh, David, not Derek. <laughs> I like Derek. <laughs> That's why this is not a rebuild. This isn't anything but just moving forward with a great foundation of some great players. You know, some really good fixtures that can be Raiders for a long time. And uh, they understand that. You know, obviously they said they did a cursory overview of our team. They did more than that. Um, we had every, every, every uh, uh, applicant that came in for GM or head coach, we put them on the board and asked them from memory to go through our complete roster. And amazingly, every one of them knew our team, knew our players, and was able to give us critiques on all of them. And that was absolutely educational for us, as well as educational for them. Welcome back to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's Heidi Fang here, and I'm joined with Levi Edwards, a digital reporter for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Levi, we were talking there about how the offense might look under Josh McDaniels. And I wanted to touch on, just as we heard from Mark Davis there, he uh, jokingly said he was going to trade Derek and then said he meant uh, David Carr, not Derek. Um, but I, I, I wanted to expand a little bit just on... Derek Carr, uh, what he means to this organization, especially being that he's always said he wants to retire in silver and black. And that's where he wants to be. This is where he wants to stay. This is his team for the past eight years. Uh, do you think this coming season, like how much are they going to look at his progress, what he can do with this offense and how much he fits into this system like you were talking about? Well, I feel like all of those things will be taken into account. And of course, I know McDaniels will put this team uh, in the best position to win no matter what. But when it comes down to it, Derek Carr has proven that he can win with the Raiders. And he proved that last season. And you've seen continuous, you know, going from the, the, the 12 and 14 that made it to the playoffs and he broke his ankle and then they had to kind of rebuild after that. They went through they've gone through two different coaching and general manager duos since that season and so you look at Carr and how he's been able to progress you know not only with just the way that he's played and the the way he's been able to lead a team but just statistically and within records uh, you go from you go from about four and twelve to seven and nine to eight and eight and now you're ten and seven with a playoff berth and you are uh, really only a couple of plays away from defeating the team that is now about to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. So the Raiders are a lot closer than people realize. And I don't think that McDaniels or Al da or, or Mark Davis have the intention of making this into a rebuild. Uh, they really just want to reload and they really want to take what they have that they know works and really just maximize upon that and just bring in a little more help to, to do that. And I feel that this draft will be extremely crucial for this team to be able to really get Derek even more help to be able to accomplish what the team already feels like he can accomplish. And that's getting further and further into the playoffs. I like what you said there about the word rebuild, because I think like a lot of people might be under the impression that with McDaniels and Ziggler, this team will see a rebuild. But in your opinion, because they are, like you said, a playoff contending team, because they have been able to make the leaps that they have over the past few years with the roster that they have, do you feel like aside from, like you said, a few tinkers here getting the draft picks, maybe, you know, free agents change over, things like that all happens as part of business. But when you think about 
the roster, the the core of this roster, the guys like Max Crosby, the guys like uh, Hunter Renfro that have done so well for this team, Foster Moreau, you mentioned earlier. Do you feel like those guys are still going to be you know, part of this core that uh, basically what I'm trying to get at is saying that I don't feel like McDaniels and Ziggler gave me the impression that there's any kind of rebuild going on, that they will be working from the foundation that is already in place. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? And where do you see, like you mentioned, the main area of focus for the draft for this team? Well, to kind of start off on the first half of that question uh, with Crosby and Renfro and guys like that still having the roles that they're having, you know, a saying that a cliche that people always say is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I've never believed in that saying. And that's just because just because it's not broke um, doesn't mean that you can continue to improve. It doesn't mean that you can continue to tinker away and build something up into making it better. And this Raiders team that we currently are seeing definitely is not broke. But it definitely needs to be improved. And I feel that if you continue to just keep the pieces that are in play that have been able to succeed, such as Josh Jacobs, uh, Hunter Renfro, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, you keep those pieces and then you add a few more that will be able to, you feel like will fit your culture of what you're trying to bring or fit the scheme that you're trying to install. And I feel like you can go from being a 10 and seven wildcard team to being someone that could even potentially compete for winning the AFC West. And then you're hosting a playoff game and you're not going on the road. With that being said, uh, the, the two main things that I would love to see be kind of, I, I guess, addressed in the draft is the best way to put it. I would definitely love to see if they go out and get Derek Carr, another number one receiver. And I feel like within this draft class, there are so many great receivers to choose from. And I feel like the past three years, there's just is just been so rich with the wide receiver position where you have this or you have Jamison Williams, you have Chris Alave, you have uh, Dodson from Penn State. You just have so many guys that are just really good receivers. And I feel like any one of these guys would be great. For, for Derek Carr to have as that next number one receiver. And another position that I think would be very good would even be uh, defensive back. I feel like that's another really great position that could also be addressed with so many great defensive backs that are coming out, uh, especially uh, the two guys from Cincinnati. You have Kobe Bryant and you have uh, Sauce Gardner, both those guys. They, they balled in the playoffs against Alabama, powerhouse Alabama. And there's just so many guys to choose from in the secondary that you could also take to, you know, complement what you already have. So those are the two positions I would say I would love to see, you know, do they, do they go for those guys in the draft and you kind of see what you can do to put them with a Zay Jones or put them with a Deshaun Jackson, Hunter Renfro, or put them with the Trayvon Mullen and you have Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Merrick who just had amazing rookie season. So you have a lot of talent to work with there. So those are the two things that, you know, if you can capitalize on that, really turn that, and bolster that, you're looking at a very dynamic team on both sides of the ball. All right. So right here, what I'd like to do is insert a clip that we heard on Monday about the way Josh McDaniel said that he might anticipate the defense to look because the Raiders traditionally haven't run a three, four at all, really. And um, the, the four, three is something that you've seen more of with the Raiders. And he was mentioning the different looks that there might be for this team. 
most of it it's funny most of it today is actually built out of the nickel anyway you know we we talk a lot about four three three four you know 85 percent of the game is now sub defense and so you're you're you know, your decision-making process might be a little different than it was 15 years ago when you were playing a lot more base defense. Um, so uh, this team is was built in the 4-3 the mold. Um, we'll make those uh, considerations and, you know, determine how we want to go forward here uh, as we kind of build the staff and, you know, and, and move along with the, with the team. But I, I think right now it's built in that mold. But you know, like I said, most of these games you're playing a four-man line and nickel defense anyway. And so that's almost become your base. Um, and so the vision for us is going to need to be, you know, what are our five – there's five starting defensive backs now. And there's, you know, there's two linebackers and, and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll do the, the due diligence as we, as we hire our staff and then evaluate our team and decide what's best uh, as we move forward. Coming out of that, Levi, I wanted to ask your opinion here. We're with Levi Edwards from Raiders.com. Levi, when you look at what he said there in that clip about, you know, sub packages and having the defense be the way um, that he might envision it, do you think that Gus Bradley would still be uh, as part of the team's defensive coordinators? Or do you expect these pair, uh, the pair of Ziggler and McDaniels to start bringing in their own guys? I really do not have an idea of what they are going to do with that in regards to whether who they bring in to fulfill positions or not. I do know this. I know Gus Bradley did an amazing job with the defense this previous season. He took a defense that was bottom of the barrel, uh, about 26, ranked in the NFL in 2020, and he brought them up and made them a top 15 defense over the span of a season. Uh, Brought in a lot of great guys. He brought in Casey Hayward. He brought in Darius Phylon. He brought in K.J. Wright. He brought in a lot of guys that did the trade for for Denzel Perryman, and now Denzel Perryman's about to play in the Pro Bowl on Sunday. So he made a lot of great moves to bring in a lot of guys that fit his system and that he knew were very – good for the character of the team and no matter what they decide to do I feel like Gus Bradley definitely deserves the credit for what he's been able to do and if he kept on doing it with the Raiders then they will continue to have the same amount of success and even get better and better with that continuity they would bring Um, however you know this is the NFL NFL stands for not for long and who knows what they will do with their roster of how they want to build it the way that they do. But regardless of Gus Bradley still with the Raiders or not, he deserves all of the recognition and all the credit for the amazing things he was able to do with the defense. Absolutely. And they really were able to transform over a short period of time with him in there and installing all of the different um, things that he did with that cover three Um, Levi, just in closing, what, what do you see about Josh McDaniels, especially when he uh, <laughs> made the comment. Mark actually brought up the story yesterday. Mark Davis says, uh, hey, he said uh, he said to me in the hallway upon meeting him that it, it was a fumble. And then <laughs> McDaniels says, that's a true story. You know, when you hear things like that, how much do you feel like that really means to this organization that Josh McDaniels is 100% in and here for Raider Nation? Well, I think it's just really funny and very amusing. I think it was uh, really cool to just see that and just kind of them joke around, not only just about the about the stuck rule, 
but also joke about uh, the whole situation with Randy Moss because I know that Randy yes. Moss is still such a sore subject for so many people in Raider Nation and you know, them just up there at a press conference just joking around about like, yeah, you take Randy Moss from us and you can't even win a Super Bowl with him, get to the Super Bowl. And, <laughs> you know, and that's just like, man, you out here roasting your new coach out here for the whole world to see. And it's just like, you know, I love it. They they seem like they uh, are getting along pretty well so far. And, you know, when he was with the Patriots, he was with the Patriots and he was about the Patriot way. But now he's on the dark side. And I feel like Josh McDaniels has done a great job embracing the dark side in this short amount of time that he's been here. And I know Raider Nation is going to really enjoy that as well. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you again so much for joining me, Levi. We'll have to do this again sometime soon. But when the biggest Raiders news hits, I wanted to make sure that I had a voice from the Raiders to come on to break it down for all the Raider Nation and the fans. I really appreciate your time. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, social, any handles you want to drop and anything that you're working on that you'd like to point their attention to. Well, Heidi, I really appreciate you getting me on here. And I, I try to do my best trying to be a good voice for the Raider organization and really just always trying to be very uh, objective with everything that I do. So, uh, but once again, all of you guys, uh, you can follow me at Twitter and on Instagram at the Levi Edwards, T H E Levi Edwards. Uh, got a lot of good stuff coming up this week. We got a lot of stuff that I'm going to be working on with the Pro Bowl, making sure that we put out a lot of content. We got four Pro Bowlers in. We got Denzel Perryman. We got Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, and A.J. Cole. We got those four guys in there, and I'm also working on a pretty lengthy feature on uh, this new powerhouse duo we have at uh, Hey Coach and General Manager who have, uh, who go way, way, way back. So uh, you, you guys look out for that, and uh, I think with that you know we're going to also move more towards into the draft and the free agency so it's uh, it's going to be a pretty good off season for sure great stuff again and uh, the off season is going to be a short one they're going to be getting right to work it's not going to feel like an off season at all so thank you again so much for joining me levi appreciate the time and i'll, I'll see you around i'm sure somewhere this week with the pro bowl most definitely i'll see you around heidi again everybody that was levi edwards from raiders.com digital reporter for the las vegas raiders want to thank everybody again for tuning Tuning in, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you are listening. And we are also keeping up with everything Pro Bowl related, as well as the NHL All-Star Game. We have preview shows for all of that right now. So head over to LVRJ.com to keep up on that. And everyone, we appreciate you always checking in with our shows three days a week. We have you covered here at VegasNation.com. For Levi Edwards, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you for listening. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.